Welcome to the Friday, February 1st, 2008 edition of The Relevant Podcast, your very own audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I say your very own because you can carry it with you. Everywhere you go. In your heart. (laughs) And on your iPod. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the all-male crew from a few weeks ago. Uh, To my left, we have managing editor Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Directly... Across my gaze, we have editorial director Adam Smith. Hello, everybody. And creepily touching my knee, we have web designer Lloyd Kinsley. Hello, listeners. <laughs> uh, my wife, Maya Strang, who normally sits in, is um, sitting this one out because she's on year-end uh, financials, so she's yeah. a little busy. And Lloyd is taking his replacement of her a little seriously <laughs> as he continues yeah. to touch Cameron's knee and occasionally tussle his hair. <laughs> I like playing with my hair, actually. And that is a... He was talking about tussling my hair, but... Uh, yeah. But if yeah. you want to tell that us more too. about your grooming habits... Yes, fun. please. I love to groom. <laughs> you are English. He likes to preen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are English. We, it, is there a statement somewhere that says all English people groom? Well, no, I, actually, it's quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, I thought uh, that they were very meticulously dressed people and that strikes fastidious me, people yeah, if you will that strikes me as as the same type of people that would groom very well and I think you're thinking of proper chaps but yeah you're thinking of gentlemen and, and that's international England. well <laughs> yeah and chaps in any country well I'm thinking, I, I was watching the Today Show this week and, they, and Meredith Vieira was in London doing a, doing a couple segments They the royals are really fascinating people you know very funny and down to and, earth and well kept yeah, so yeah, and they very groom, groom and incredibly well groomed. Jesse, they, could they have be... rosy cheeks. That's what I love yeah. about the royals. Whenever you see them, they have these lovely red, pink, rosy yeah. cheeks. They're apple cheeked, mm. one might say. <laughs> Jesse, could it be that your hygiene is just so horrible that theirs looks good by comparison? Um, that is probably close to it because I say that I, I say that to most people I see, like, "Wow, you're impeccably groomed." But it's probably just by comparison. You've never said that to me. Yeah, I was like to say, well, as an English person, I've never received that comment. There's probably reasons for that. All right. Today's a cool podcast. Uh, coming up later, we have a live in-studio performance by Mike Dunn. You might know Mike because of uh, his group, Mike Dunn and the Kings of New England. They have an EP on iTunes called The Edge of America EP. Very cool guy. Very okay. cool guy, Mike Dunn. So that's coming up later. Stay tuned. And entertainment releases coming out today... Friday, February 1st. The Eye, starring Jessica Alba. Finally. And Parker Posey. Uh, <laughs> it's a young woman, uh, Jessica Alba, receives an eye transplant that, like it or not, allows her to see into the supernatural world. Oh, man. Hang on, hasn't that been done? Didn't There was a film with... Um, that was called Happy Feet. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of uh, a Tales from the Crypt episode that had okay. Mark Hamill 
get an the, eye replacement. I didn't, I didn't have HBO. I wasn't allowed to watch the, the same thing happened to me with my pancreas, where I started being able to process sugars and insulin from the future. Oh, very. Yeah. yeah. How's that working out for you? Uh, so far, so good. And have you have you sold the film rights? Uh, I have not yes, yet. It's called I guess. the eye. <laughs> yeah. It got, got kind of respawned. They, yeah, yeah, they had to retool it. It's been in Let motion me, for like eight years. But I will tell you this: in the future, Toggy Bar is much more popular. <laughs> wow! Also coming out two horrific comedy options: <laughs> Strange Wilderness, starring a bunch of D-level actors, and Steve, Steve Zahn. Yeah, Steve Zahn. I think you're forgetting <laughs> Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn is America's forgotten comic genius. I stand by my. <laughs> He's America's sweetheart. Does he have a brother as well? Eddie. I've got a feeling Eddie. Yeah, Eddie he's Zahn. got a brother who's very similar. Doesn't Eddie he? Zahn. Yeah, is he a, is he into comedy though? Because he's been. I think you're thinking of Billy Zane. <laughs> no, he's British. <laughs> Billy Zane. I think so. Is he no, British? I don't believe so. I thought he was he's, just married he's, to a. He's Brit. American. Billy really? Zane's American. Did, I saw him do a British accent once. You're thinking of Billy Elliot. Can anyone tell me? I think me I'm thinking of Eddie Zahn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can anyone tell me why Billy Zane is famous? Was he in Titanic? Was he in anything else? Uh, he was the Phantom? in The Phantom. Thank, yeah, thank you. you and much. he was made reference to in Zoolander. No, yes. he was in he was Zoolander. Zoolander. He was cameoed. He yeah. wasn't referenced. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, it wasn't like, I don't want to say he had so a role famous. in Zoolander. Yeah. Billy Zane. Trust me, it's on his acting sheet. I mean, it's on his <laughs> resume. Yeah. yeah. It's the last thing he's done, I think. No, he was in a film. No, with, he was uh, in a Lifetime movie of the week. Last <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say what film he was, was in. Wasn't he in one with Eddie Zahn one time? <laughs> I think so. It was it was very difficult on set, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, also coming out, Over Her Dead Body, starring Eva Longoria Parker, Paul Rudd, and others. Uh, Eva Longoria is a ghost who tries to sabotage the fledgling relationship between her old flame, Paul Rudd, and his new psychic girlfriend. Yeah. So the girlfriend sees her. The yeah. trailer wasn't good. Paul Dutton. Oh, yeah. no. Well, this what about this? Really? Yeah. It, it sounds like a ripoff of the Oscar-winning masterpiece, Ghost Dad. With Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, see, I thought you were going to say ghost, but ghost dad. Ghost dad. Yeah, Bill yeah that was good. And how does yeah. Paul Rudd? He's because he. I, I, he's so funny. I think of him as like this, like kind of hip indie comedian. You know, he because he's done guy. He's done stuff with the guys from the state. And you're, you're completely wrong. Oh, Paul, Paul Rudd? Rudd. No, I'm saying he's not hip or indie. He's in this movie. Yeah, I want to say was. up to now, he was hip and indie. everything he's done has been like hip and indie. All the Judd Apatow yeah. movies. Yeah. Like I said, he's done movies with the state guys. He's been in Reno 911. So funny. And then all of a sudden, he shows up with Eva Longoria Parker. It must have been a big paycheck. Music coming out on Tuesday, February 5th. We've got Edison Glass with Time is Fiction. Canton Jones with Kingdom Business. Ivory Line with There Came a Lion on Tooth and Nail. Passion Band with City of God on Six Steps. It's a... Uh, Passion band. I mean, it's just kind of a collaboration between yeah. all those kind of passion artists, Chris Tomlin, David Crowder, all those. Hot Chip with Made in the Dark. Lots of them coming out. Jack Johnson, Sleep Through the Static. Uh, I guess that's a reference to old times when you would fall asleep in front of the television, broadcasting would go off, and static would right. come on, or sleep he, through it. Or, you know, it's a kind of a, a subtle caveat about the album, you know, that... <laughs> See, this, I knew this basically fades into the white the noise. white noise of all the other you know singer songwritery. Can, can I just say that I knew when I was putting that on the list, I was like, Adam's going to say something yeah. disparaging about Jack yeah. Johnson, and you'll fall asleep while listening to it. 
Uh, speaking of disparaging, Lenny Kravitz has an album. I know. <laughs> it is time for a love revolution. Is it? Thanks, Lenny. But he wasn't aware. But he's cool. <laughs> I thought it was time for that revolution, 1998, when you were yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, oh, I was going to say just then, uh, is he not cool over here? Because I remember him being cool. But I obviously remember him when he was cool. Yeah. Are you going to go my way? And even yeah. Mama. Oh, and all, man. Whatever. He couldn't miss. Yeah. That guy could not American miss. Woman was his last hit where he'd be like, okay, this guy's on Was that on, on five? Yeah. The album five, yeah. yeah, that was the last one I bought. That I liked. it was um, it also Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that, that that's kind of where it started to change. Yeah, it was like when the that became the official music video with Austin Powers, and it's well, like, I think I think at that point he started trying really hard. Yeah. Well, no, Mark, was it not after? Was it five? or Was it the album after that he he made sure he played? He did everything on it, didn't he? Like, he played every he single that instrument. Was it was five? Mm-hmm. It was. I think it's everyone since five, isn't it? He's probably not, yeah. I mean, it, that kind of attitude is kind of like, no one college, else can do it. That would have been 97, 98, 5. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Uh, Katie Lang with Watershed, Nada Surf with Lucky, and Yip Yip with Two Kings of the Same Kingdom. Yip Yip. Have you guys ever seen them play? I, I have uh, seen it, Yip Yip. It is an experience. Because they dress up it like is, an is it on those two things on Sesame Street that go Yip 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 Yip? Yep, that's they, them. That's them. them. They started that's a band. amazing. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh. I love those guys. Uh-huh. The song, yeah. Um, <laughs> the album's a little no. monotonous. Yeah, it's but. just that. Oh, every track. Yep, 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 yep. Uh huh. Elijah, that's him. Um, those guys are still around on Sesame Street. I have seen them. Twice. Every, everybody's on Sesame Street um, still. They they replay like segments from all right. thirty years. Yeah. they do replay probably, segments, but they do still keep it fresh. I like that about Sesame Street. Are they still doing the one, two, three, four, five, six, it, seven, I've eight, seen nine, it. 10, 11, I have 12. seen it once, and that, and that's impressive because that, I remember that. I oh remember yeah, that I can remember that one. Chart, a, yeah. a, a wee one. At any rate, yip yip. They're very very interesting to watch. Yeah. They're dressed head to toe in black and white checkered outfits they wear weird goggles you can't see their puppet faces costumes. yeah well yeah, they are puppets except if puppets if the soundtrack to puppets was like a po- post-apocalyptic nightmare electronica. yeah like math rock electronica yeah it's yeah. intense it strobe is. lights whole deal oh it's, it's an experience i've yeah. seen him play with bam marino a few times wow yeah there you go all right that'll do it for your entertainment releases up next slices Listening to The Chase it's by Pigeon John from the album Pigeon John is Clueless. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Money Back Guarantee by Pigeon John from the album Pigeon John and the Summertime Pool Party, his most recent release. Now, let me tell you why we are doing an all Pigeon John music. This is big news, and I'm not bearing it back. Now, I have a lot of updates coming up, but this is the big one. The big news is... Uh, Relevant's five-year anniversary issue of the magazine comes out in March. And to celebrate our five-year anniversary, we are throwing a party, a big a, party. A shindig, if you will. And hootenanny. A hootenanny. Uh, I was just about to say that. The party is going to have a ton of bands headlined by none other than Pigeon John. Pigeon John and a live, live drums, keyboards, DJ, the whole night. He's bringing a live set. Pigeon John's headlining. Now, I'm not going to... Uh, in the weeks to come, I'll announce the other bands. 
But today, it's all about Pigeon. And he's going to be here. Now, the party is March 8th. March 8th at our offices in Orlando, Florida. North side of downtown. You can get the address on the website. Everybody's invited. No yeah. charge. So hopefully you heard Pigeon John and immediately got on Orbits and bought your plane ticket. Because if you didn't, you will regret it for the rest of your life. Well, listen, I'll tell you this. Three years ago, we had an open house party at our last office. And we just did a kind of quiet thing. Mute Math played. And about 500 people showed up. I mean, people flew in from Seattle, Portland, uh, Denver, L.A., all over the place. People road tripped in from the southeast. You know, people came up from Miami, down from Atlanta, and we had a great time. I had no idea if fifty people would show up and or what. And we had a great time. We'd really like it to be a lot bigger than that this time. Um, I mean, it's five years, so you know, we're bringing Pigeon and his crew in from L.A. We have a number of other big bands coming through, um, and we really want to kind of blow it out. It's going to be six p.m. to midnight on March eighth, which is a Saturday. And it's here in Orlando. If you have questions, like you actually really are going to fly in, you want more information, hotels that are nearby, stuff like that, you can email Teresa, who is putting everything together, at Teresa at relevantmediagroup.com, and she'd be glad to answer that's, any questions. And that's T H T H E R E S A. Teresa. Yeah, Theresa. Theresa. They should do it phonetically like I do. <laughs> that's what Jesse calls her. <laughs> and, and seriously, we really are doing this to to get all of our friends, podcast listeners, magazine readers, everybody together. Uh, we're going to be grilling. There's going to be music. Offices are going to be open. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. And we'd love it if you came through. As they say in the language of the streets, it's going to be off the hook. Or the chizane. Yes. Well, it might stay on the chizane. It'll but it's definitely going to be off. The uh, I'm going to be there. And, it's definitely off yeah. the chizane. Oh man! <laughs> and I'm just I'm just speaking for myself. I can't promise this to, uh, of anyone else. But you know, the party goes six till twelve. But you know, I, I'm going to hang around after, and it'll go till question mark. Yeah, that's actually it's, true. It's going to last gonna, until question mark. We're going to do six to question mark. Yeah, <laughs> six <laughs> on the invitation. <laughs> Uh, music, uh, Pigeon will probably go on about nine. Other bands will be playing up until then. Uh, it's going to be a good time. And our, our office is unique. If you've listened for a while, you know a little bit about it. Um, we, we park on the roof. It's a one-story building. There's a ramp up the side. You park on the roof. We're actually going to close that off. There's a big lot down the block a little bit that we'll use. And, um, and we're going to close it off. And up, up on the roof, you can see the skyline, the lake, the whole nine. And we're going to have... Uh, like a DJ up there, we're gonna be grilling up there. But the actual per, uh, performances are gonna be down in the office in our big area in the back where we where we do like video yeah. shoots and stuff like that. We're gonna it's be a big grilling area. like villains. It's gonna be really cool. So there's a lot gonna be going on. We're gonna have a lot of activities. And and as I said, as the weeks pr- get closer and closer, we'll kind of reveal more. But we locked in Pigeon and we're excited about it and we're bringing them out and uh, it's gonna be a good time. Cameron, what are the odds of having a moon bounce? And elephant rides. I just, I just want to know yeah, the odds. Just, I it. mean, you like, know, if you're giving me a Vegas split, 60, 60, 40. Well, let me tell you this. Give me an over under on it. When Maya graduated from UCF, we threw her a big graduation party at the house. Rented a couple moon bounces. What about the elephant? What's it, a moon bounce? It's those big inflatable things that you go in and jump around. A bouncy castle. Well, yeah, Some, we, something like that. Yeah, you have castles. We're your friend. <laughs> we We're the only country who's made it to the moon. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> we have moon bounces. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to put it out of the equation, though. We might have a moon bounce, now that you mention it. Uh, I don't okay. want you to use any money that would stop us having clowns, though. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Studies they, have they proven, were. if you listen to last week's podcast, which you were not part of, studies have proven the clowns are not good. Clowns are terrifying. And we do not terrifying. endorse except, clown culture. Except for sad face clowns. The sad, sad face, face hobo hobos. Clowns. Yeah. At, at any rate, let's, let's at least, at least for the benefit of our listeners, look into the elephant rides. <laughs> all right. I mean. I'm just look into it. That's all I want. Tell Teresa. Okay. She'll, she'll, she'll look into it. Okay. But we'll have we'll have activity stations. Jesse's going to run a kissing booth. Uh, yes, a, a pie I mean, toss. Be, Adams, yeah. we run a pie toss. Can can I admit something? Yes, I illegally own an elephant. <laughs> um, uh, wait, wait, wait! Asian or African? Uh, African. But I I would be willing to bring him if uh, if you can get the proper paperwork and and permits in order. I'd be willing to bring him. You're now, telling I'm not going you- I'm not going to set you up for your little riff that you do about this, but. But or maybe it's you. You do this. One of one of you has a riff. All right, well, we but, won't do it. But when we were we'll at back. the fair and we saw there was nothing sadder than the elephant rides. That elephant looked like it wanted to kill itself. It really is. Don't all elephants? Very... Don't all elephants want that? I mean, look at Snuffleupagus on Sesame Street. He's a mammoth, and elephants came from mammoths, and he's always depressed. Yeah, elephants came. It's because he's the last. God of... created them all individually. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Or for mammoths. Um, He's sad because he's the last of his kind. But, yeah, elephants... This elephant, I wouldn't call him sad so much as virulently angry all the time. Well, while uh, watching while watching True TV, which I which is my new habit. Oh my gosh, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I I get upset because I love what I love about True TV is they do. I'll let you tell your story, but they they do entire evenings around one type of show. Yeah, five out of seven, it's it's gold. But then, like last night, I'm in the mood for some true TV. It's mm-hmm. forensic files. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, come on, I want some car chases. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but there might be someone out there who is into forensic files, and last night made it for them. Yeah, but th- and I'll mean- keep true TV going. They'll keep advertising. <laughs> well, regardless, I think we can all agree that if you're watching something like True TV or back in the day when Fox led the way and with cops, yeah, with cops and like worlds when world, elephants attack. Yeah, when when you're watching one of these shows that is like the scary music playing and there's like a really stoic narrator, you know, like on the evening of May nineteenth, nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> You know, like and that's you, when everything went to rock. Yeah, when an elephant makes an appearance on one of those shows, you're like, okay, this cannot oh, get any it's, better. It's because, about to get real because I'm not gonna. Not only am I probably gonna see car chases when this thing runs out in the street and everyone's freaking out. You know, I'm gonna see police. I'm gonna have helicopters flying in. There's someone with a tranquilizer gun. There's a guy in khakis and a pith helmet with a big <laughs> elephant gun. Yeah, you know, he's got a big handlebar mustache. In in my opinion, all of that's gonna happen. In my opinion, these you know caught on tape actuality shows that are becoming all the rave right now. They're reach, not reality. They're actuality. Actuality. They, they reach their pinnacle not with a car chase. They are good. You know, not with the bank robberies. Right. If an elephant in an urban setting wigging out happens, it's that's as good as it. <laughs> wait, gets. wait, wait, wait. What if an elephant stole a car <laughs> and led police on a high speed chase? I'm not saying. I'm just saying that could be. The the absolute pinnacle of actuality. He wouldn't me. leave fingerprints, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> He'd get off scot-free. How would you know? And uh, when he finally did get out of jail, he'd hunt down every single one of those cops. Because <laughs> an elephant never forgets. Never. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the whole title of one. An elephant never forgets. 
tonight. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Oh, and it man. never forgets. So, three. long story short, come to the party. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> come. We'll be there. Um, Pigeon John will be there. Bubbles. That's Adam's elephant. He'll be there. And yeah. we'll all have a good time. And we'll have a film crew ready so we can submit to True TV Helicopter. when things go awry. <laughs> three. No, okay. it's it's when when elef- or elephants never forget. <laughs> three. Yeah. Tonight on True TV, elephants never forget. Three, <laughs> followed by four and a half hours of the forensic file. <laughs> yeah. All right. That said, let's start slices. Here's Jesse. Well, this one will be quick because I have a more serious one. But I thought this would be of interest, considering we have with us a Kentucky Colonel, the equivalent mm-hmm. of an American knighthood. Yes. Um, well, Kentucky Kentucky. Colonel, like Colonel Sanders. Yes. 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 Exactly. I hold the same rank as Colonel Sanders. Do you know the secret recipe? Yes. We we have actually discussed this before. That's one of the that's one of the he really is a perks. Kentucky Colonel. I am. Lloyd's well, looking at me to see what's true and what's no, not. No, that's one of the perks. He, he does of, not know uh, the recipe, but yes, he is I a do. Colonel. Oh, so. I do. It's delivered well, to you in an envelope sealed with the governor's seal. Well, well, uh, then I'm sure Adam is already aware of this new story because apparently it's the biggest thing that has happened in the coriander state. isn't one of them. <laughs> just in case you were thinking that. Go on. Time, however. Maybe <laughs> not <is>. either. But, <laughs> no. This is the biggest news story to hit since I think the colonel's passing. Um, it was actually there's a there was a huge rock weighing a couple tons that were sitting at the bottom of a river in Kentucky. Now some it's his casket. A, a, a lot of people Colonel think Sanders. they can it's, only assume it's the only thing that can hold him <laughs> hold him back. The four ton rock. Yeah. Well, I guess just downstream there's a town of Portsmouth, Ohio. And they said that this big stone that sits on the bottom of the river, uh, they somehow got divers or something and saw that it had some kind of ancient cave carvings on them. So they thought, well, this obviously came from our town, so we're going to go down there. It's been down there since 1920. It obviously came from our town? Well, let me finish, and then I'll I'll have your commentary. Then you can berate him. So (laughs) the people in Kentucky have left it on the bottom of the river since 1920. A crew from a uh, historical society from Ohio went and took it out, put it in a climate-controlled area, and actually planned to put it on display. Well... Kentucky is none too happy. I should think so. That's our rock. (laughs) Well, one of them said basically this was a raid. It's a piece of Kentucky culture. It was stolen by these individuals from Portsmouth, Ohio. We want it back, plain and simple. Yes. (laughs) All right. I do do believe that's how the Civil War started. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, I'm I'm fairly surprised. And uh, I'm just going to tell you, Cameron, don't be shocked if one day you come in and I'm not here. Because... I may be called up. Again. I may be called up to active oh. duty. You know, as a as a Kentucky. You're going colonel. to get this rock back. You're going to throw it back in the bottom of the river where it belongs. Where no one. Where can it's see been it. just fine for thousands of years. <laughs> so those carvings are actually um, hieroglyphs. See, I know about this rock. Uh, they're actually hieroglyphs, and that's highly secretive kernel information on there. Okay, so this is a very secret society, and we can't have. Ohioans, uh, like prodding their grubby little mitts all over our rock and trying to learn our secrets. Well, so I'm just I'm warning you ahead of time. If I get called up to active duty, you know where I've gone. If you I'm see gone the, to get the rock the, back, the symbol go up in the sky one night. <laughs> yeah. you'll ride your elephant. It's down. actually that uh, that 
KFC logo with Colonel Sanders' face is the, <laughs> the Kentucky so Colonel symbol. Well, this, uh, this one is a little bit more serious, but actually has to do with a church in Ohio. Uh, they're being accused of religious intolerance because allegedly they thwarted the planning of, of an uh, Islamic group to have a mosque built near its property. Now, the zoning board in the town of Sugar Creek actually said that the it had nothing to do with the church's efforts and that it was shot down in a 5-0 vote because of different permit issues that had to do with sewage and traffic. But the the pastor of the church who lived nearby said to be pretty influential, and he said that, yeah, he was adamantly against and told his congregation to be against this mosque being built in the town. He said, we feel that Christianity is right and Islam is wrong. Therefore, we take a stand to see a mosque not in our community. The wonderful thing about our American culture is that you have the right to speak out against something you don't support. So obviously it's called some, called some controversy um, by Islamic group who mm. said that this Christian organization leveraged its influence in the community to not have the mosque not built. You know the other th- great thing about this country? Freedom of religion? Yeah. I, First I, they I, steal our rock and now this. Yeah, but it is an interesting – you know, obviously it has some interesting facets because, you know, as a Christian, as Christians, you know, obviously we don't have to agree with every religion, but as Americans, it's hard not to say that they don't have the right to build a building, you know, to practice their faith. I mean, if, 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 if it was another, I feel like if it was another religion that spoke out against a Christian church being built in the town, you know, it would be, everyone would be all up in arms. But. Civil, civil war would break out. Yeah. As it Man. very well might over this rock. Over the rock. Yeah. All right, I have a Snapple fact here. Okay, let's That's hear my it. slice. Snapple fact. Now, um, <clears throat> this, one, this one says, the average human eats eight spiders in his or her lifetime while sleeping. That's, that's, that's fabulous. That is, a, that is an old woman's myth. Yeah. yeah. No, you know what? That actually, I, I should be terrified by that. But, but you eat spiders. Yeah. So. My, my daily waking spider intake far <laughs> exceeds that. Now, can, can, we, can someone Snopes that? Is it Snoops or Snopes? Snopes. 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 I, I honestly think that some of these facts are just guys sitting in a room like, I heard that one time. So I actually yeah. had a bowl of spiders covered in a nice raspberry vinaigrette for lunch. I honestly cannot Bonus. see how that can be true. And how is it oh, provable? I, I can, how is I can it provable? easily see how it's true. Yeah, I can too, actually. That's what's no, but, it's, but, I would say it's, you, it's, it's within the realms of possibility. Does that make it true? No. Yeah, but how do they – and even if it is true, how do they monitor that? Sleep institutes, Jesse. They've, they've, they, they have go, several people who have lived their entire life there. Yeah. They go through the sewage. They look. They look for th- things. Of course, that's not <laughs> taking – I, prob- I probably jack up the average because I'm an intentional spider. Yeah. Guys like Adam throws Take off Adam. everything. Yeah, if, if we took Adam out of the sewage system – the, the 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 ratio would drop to two in your life. Yeah, yeah, most likely. I got another one here because I'm two fist drinking today. Uh, a duck can't walk without bobbing its head. A duck cannot walk also fabricated. Its head. That just so, that <laughs> I think that'd be shows. fairly provable. Let's yeah. go get a couple of ducks and watch. Yeah, them for at least a that's observable. I, I doubt anyone has put someone in a room for their entire life and counted the spiders. They well, ate maybe in their creepy lifetime. serial murder sent that one in. You know, or they sit there and they watch people in their sleep saying, hey, you know what I observed in my lifetime of watching people while they sleep before I kill them? A lot of spiders make their yeah, way About in. eight in their lifetime. Kind of on average. Has, has a, would, a, would that person have watched them for their entire life? 
Well, they've seen he's so dedicated many his people. murders. Yeah, yeah, he's able to extrapolate an average. An average. An average. He watches a different person well, month uh, at a time. Okay, and we can it. test the duck thing too because we have a lake nearby. Yep. We can get yeah. a couple ducks and put some kind of neck immobilizer on one. <laughs> that quack walk. doesn't echo and then, either. And then call them uh, with some bread. We can say, "Come get the bread." Yeah, and one duck will take a step and just fall over. That's how I like. Well, to see he'll it. fall over because of the large apparatus you put around his neck. Well. I think we'd ch- chalk it up to he couldn't bob his head. He couldn't keep his balance. It seems to be a one-to-one correlation. <laughs> and then we'd shove his mouth full of spiders. I'm still I'm still on the spider. <laughs> and we'd send the Snapple fact in. Basically, could we just go to the lake and beat up some ducks? <laughs> let's let's go ahead and cut to the chase here. I'm not okay with that. You're not? I don't I, like beating up ducks. Well, I don't want to beat them up, but I hate those things. Why? Why? What have they done to you? When I was a small child, they attacked me. <laughs> were you, See? Hey, Cameron, See? quick question. Were you in their territory, or were they in yours? Well, we were sharing the territory. Well. <laughs> well. What made it their territory? I was, you know, three Not. years old. We were, we were poor, so we didn't have anything else to do, so we went down to the lake, and we used our remnant bread to indulge the ducks. And once, you had bread? Once, <laughs> once you took from the orphanage? A three-year-old with bread is about the same height as a duck. But I have something it wants, and so I get swarmed, and it was the most terrifying thing. I'll tell you what edge you have over in the O, is that you can walk without bobbing your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you and you can create an echo. It's the only you way can I create an echo it. in any space, whereas ducks don't have an echo. Well, I, I read proven. that that's not true. No, I saw it on Mythbusters. They don't. Really? Okay, they, well, they, if Mythbusters says it, I'm, I'm down with it. They ha- Well, I, you know what? To be fair, I cannot remember why, but they, it, I remember watching it, and they, they did things like they took it to like a cave. There was no echo. They they put a duck to a microphone and had giant speakers in an open warehouse. Again, no echo. That doesn't make sense. Uh, uh, it just, echoes are sound waves. No, once right again, the, it show, goes to show you ducks are stupid. Bumblebees shouldn't be able to fly, but they do. That doesn't make sense, yeah, but, but it happens. But maybe so they're God fr- created it. Well, maybe they're well, free. Well, maybe God doesn't like the sound of them echoing. He's like, it's bad enough when it came out once. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. It could be something with the frequency. So God is purposefully and proactively dampening the echoes That's right. yeah. of the quacks. And you know why duck quacks became annoying? The fall. <laughs> okay, so the G.I. Joe movie as we know, is coming out soon. Oh, yeah. You guys excited about G.I. Joe coming out in 2009? No. You're not excited. Cameron, he's the greatest American hero. (laughs) I was a a Lego kid. I want a G.I. Joe kid. Well, actually, he's a real American hero. Greatest American hero is that curly-haired guy with the suit that the aliens gave him. At any rate, G.I. Joe, however, is a real American hero. The greatest American hero is just imaginary. Um, There's some interesting casting in this. Dennis Quaid just signed on to play General Hawk. So I'm sure you guys will be excited about that. Uh, Channing Tatum is going to be Duke. He hasn't been in a whole lot. but uh, Is this going to be like, okay, you take a fictitious you know, thing that you liked in your childhood. Is it going to be Batman Begins? Or is it going to be Transformers? Transformers. I think it's a tra- it Transformers. Or is it going to be like the, the Fantastic Four? You know, just um, stupid. I'm, I'm hoping Transformers. Yeah, I hope they're starting um, to learn their lesson. Yeah. Now, uh, Andrew Arnold uh, Vosloo, who played the Mummy in the Mummy movies, he's going to be Destro, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, Destro, I've never understood why that guy didn't overthrow Cobra Commander. Because how could Cobra Commander ever ever get respect from people with that screechy voice? Because uh, they're not real? <laughs> Cameron, that was based on real events. Okay. <laughs> 
that happened telling, in, in Ohio on the border of Kentucky. Yeah, you're I telling me wrong. that uh, a ruthless terrorist organization bent on taking over the world. You're telling me that that story doesn't ring true. Uh, Cobra. Ray Park <laughs> is going to play Snake Eyes. You guys may remember him as a Darth Maul. I believe. Uh, do you? He's I in believe. so many things. Yeah. That, so. that he's just not ever remembered for. Well, he'll be remembered for Snake Eyes. And get this. Sienna Miller is going to be the Baroness. This is really a B-level cast. Sienna so Miller is B-level? The whole idea is B-level. Oh, you guys. Yeah, lay off. You know what? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Who's directing? Uh, the guy who directed the Mummy films. Oh, awesome. Hey. <laughs> you know what? You know what? So it's going to turn out like National Treasure. Well, I'll tell you what. Adam and I are going to go and see it. See yeah. you later. Yeah, we will. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. And you guys are going to sit at home weeping. I don't know why, but you will. <laughs> because we would have stabbed it, stamped on your toe. That's right. I'll tell you out. what. You know you know who wouldn't have let this uh, rock situation happen? G.I. Joe. That too. That would have it's been true. stopped. Nipped in the bud. Man. You know, you, you guys just, why, why don't you just... What do you, you got just, there, Lloyd? Why don't you just grab all of my slice? <laughs> Jesse's like, I want to hear something else. Well, we're going to move on. We're moving on with something that's actually going to reference. Uh, if you might remember, a few weeks back, we had a slice about um, in Sweden uh, about people using the body warmth um, from underground uh, s- stations, channeling that the heat of the people's bodies up into a building to give it warmth to use for heating to try and go g- green. And uh, the title of this um, slice is actually "Europe Thinks Alternatively in Quest to Go Green." I like the fact that we we are standing out in that. Um, but it's actually kind of listing several ways that Europe is kind of starting to to make ground and to move forward in, in the kind of the green um, ideology. And it's got here um, a crematorium in Manchester, England, has started to use the heat from its furnaces to channel heat up from the ground where the furnaces are into a chapel to oh warm the chapel. That is that is horrific. I don't feel so good. <laughs> that, honestly, that's how that's how a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, my, 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 the first school I went to, um, it was right next to a crematorium, and whenever we, we were allowed out to play in the fields, it, a lot of the time it would just stink of, of death smoke, as we called it. <laughs> oh Dude, that is, that is seriously You had a horrifying plot. childhood. Yeah. <laughs> and they would just leave, go play in the fields, children. Like, what would you do? We would run out and go, <laughs> death. <laughs> oh, man. Warm uh. death. Is there is there anything that doesn't involve something either horrifying or gross that uh, well, Europe no. is let's, doing? <laughs> let's move on to one yeah. of the other uh, examples. A Welsh farmer is trying to raise um, two million to basically build a generator that would heat roughly around 500 homes in a nearby village, and he's going to do it. The generator will basically create this heat um, um, using only the dung from his 600 dairy cows. Europe is gross. Oh, yeah. Why? Why do these European, you know, technological innovators insist on like, okay, let's let's go green here. Let's find energy sources, but let's find it in the grossest. Yeah. Manner why possible. can't they use something pleasant to create energy? Like, <laughs> here's a big bunch of daisies. Yeah. We'll use these to create warmth. Instead, we'll use bo. A nice bowl of petunias. Yeah. We'll use bo, burned bodies, and manure. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, man. A civil, inge- a civil engineer um, from the Netherlands uh, is trying to siphon heat from roads and from parking lots, which are warmed by the sun, and he's, he's, uh, it says he's successfully doing it that, to heat homes and offices. That's not bad. That doesn't even that's, make sense. No, that's not bad. <laughs> but, man, that's just... That last can you really call now. it going green? 
when all of it is so incredibly disgusting. Well, do you know what's great about all of your responses to that? The final paragraph of this story says, uh, Americans still have a belief that energy is still cheap and plentiful, whereas the Europeans are not under that illusion. Oh, we're we're under the illusion though that it's really gross to use manure to heat things. Maybe gross, but you know, the earth is crying. <laughs> hey, hey, these, we, col- these colors don't run. <laughs> <laughs> they don't run from green. It's okay. We, we just know that we're doing a much better job of it. That's fine. Oh man, it ain't red, white, and green. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're not too worried about it. <laughs> uh, it's red, white, and blue for us as well, but we can throw in green. See what I'm saying? <laughs> At least we're not siphoning heat off our dead. <laughs> I actually do think that that is a very good way. I mean, you've got a furnace underneath the church, and the church is constantly cold because this is Manchester, England. It surely makes sense that use that heat. Man, it's not mor- that gross. Mortality feels so warm. <laughs> Come on, so cozy in here. That's Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> it's what she would have wanted. <laughs> She's warming our heart and our skin. The the seats will be warm. People will come into the church. You have made an evangelism tool out of burning the dead. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I guess that'll do it for Slices. Up next, Mike Dunn. You're listening to Weight of the World by Pigeon John uh, from the album Pigeon John and the Summertime Pool Party, the current album. Actually, if you watch current TV very much, you'll know that their frequent uh, news breaks use that song as kind of the theme song for the news breaks. Yeah, and uh, Pigeon actually hosted a segment on there one time. On current? On yeah. current. When the album came out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Dunn and the Kings of New England uh, is the group. Their album is the Edge of America EP. The Kings of New England are not with Mike today. Uh, it's just Mike by himself, but still very good. Um, he's he's standing in for the Kings. You know, uh, we we live in a democratic society. I know Lloyd would love to bring royalty into all this, but we're Mike is standing today for America, the Edge of America. We're on the brink of civil war, and Mike's going to bring us back. Yeah, he's the he's the only one who can heal the rift. If you like what you hear, you can check them out at their MySpace page, which is myspace.com slash get a pin. Mike Dunn, D-U-N-N, and the Kings of New England. There you go. It's the whole thing. Mm. It's about 57 letters. So here we go. Here's Mike Dunn. To see you, God knows I want to be you. Feeling just like a zero. Tell you that you're my hero. Everything that I can't be. Pop rocks and paper candy. Too young to be so angry. Screaming out like a banshee Getting older and we just don't care All our heroes have gone somewhere 
This next song is one of my favorite songs of all time uh, by one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, and they're called Big Star. And uh, the first time I heard them, I remember very clearly that the feeling like this was the music uh, that I've been waiting for, and uh, it was kind of a bummer that it was made before I was even born. So hopefully, if you haven't heard of them, uh, maybe you're on your iTunes right now. Maybe you go pick that up. Maybe you go pick a Mike Dunn record up. Who knows? But uh, this song is called 13, and, and it's by Big Star. Uh, and Alex Chilton is the lead singer. He's pretty awesome. Also, the replacements have a song called Alex Chilton. They don't have time to play. Here we go. back 
Tell them what we said about painting black Rock and roll is here to stay Come inside, it's okay I won't let you Won't you tell me what you're thinking of? Would you be an outlaw for my love? If it's so, let me know. If it's no, I can go. I won't You're listening to B by Pigeon John. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know where that song came from right here on the Relevant Podcast. Uh, it's featured on the Live from the Relevant Podcast CD that was available last year. And I think you can download it at relevantmagazine.com, the music downloads page. Last week on the podcast, we had Brian McLaren on, and he said some very interesting and thought-provoking uh, things about the state of Christianity, uh, priorities, where the church is going, and changes that need to be made. And we wanted to hear from you, your thoughts. We asked you last week what you think are the biggest challenges facing the church and what needs to change. And the feedback we got from you was abundant, uh, insightful, long, <laughs> and frequent. We got uh, Normally when we ask thought or, uh, more serious questions, not many of you reply, and you guys kind of blew us away this last week with uh, with uh, your involvement. So uh, here we go. Here's some of your feedback on what in the church needs to change. Well, this one is from Cody Bennett, and some of the the responses were a little bit controversial too, which is, which is good. Um, he basically starts by saying that an example of the things that need to change is the, how the system of poverty. He said that though American churches are very generous and a lot of times donations are met in the pulpit, he asked, does capitalism as a, as a system cause the rich and poor to divide? Does the church have an obligation to speak on this aspect of American economics that benefit us at the exploitation of other people? It's time for the American church to delve deep into all aspects of society, judge it in the light of the kingdom, and react. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Greg Garner says the American church has a fantastically close relationship with our government. I think that while this provides unprecedented opportunities, it also creates a potential for great peril. Uh, it says when the church aligns itself with politics and the status quo, we venture away from the very things that Jesus preached. Connor Inskeep said, I believe the church like needs Inskeeper. Inskeeper. Uh, it's just Inskeep actually. So Inskeep. Maybe it was his family that oh, turned so. Jesus not, yeah. away. Or, wow, is that what we're just going to assume about Connor? Thanks for not being hospitable to Jesus, Connor. Well, I'm just saying, you know, Mary and Joseph needed but, a place to lay their head, and there was no room. But he gave them in. he gave them a place he to did. stay. Well, Thank you, Connor. you know, the barn. <laughs> the stable, <laughs> thank the better, manger. Better thanks. than nothing. And he, fulfilled, and he fulfilled prophecy. All right, well, that's true. He comes from a family of prophecy fulfillers. So maybe this is uh, some insight here. He said, I believe... He starts out, well, my family did fulfill prophecy. (laughs) That said, (laughs) I believe. (laughs) I believe that the church needs to start addressing more external problems, such as poverty, AIDS, pornography, and human trafficking, and should make these more of a priority. However, I feel like one of the largest problems facing the church internally, and in fact splitting it apart, is the whole new passive, quote-unquote, feel-good Christianity. It seems like so many Christians nowadays are falling into this society's, another quote-unquote, politically correct view of things, and churches are not standing up for what they know the Bible teaches. Sin is sin, and God hates sin. Even though we are forgiven for our sins through Christ's sacrifice on the cross, it doesn't mean we can go and do whatever we want. Yes, Jesus said that the two greatest commandments are to love God and love people, and I still believe we can do that. We just don't have to love and condone their sin. So, love the sin and hate the sin. Very good words. Um, Tiffany Forrester says uh, she has a couple things. She says the way some ministries use money. uh, She says I intern in a church. I'm surprised at some of the things money is spent on. I know that some things are unavoidable, but I think that being good stewards of our resources would probably lead us to a more socially and even environmentally conscious way of using funds. Uh, Another one, she said that. is the negative perception of the church to the secular world. If every church in the world would buy into the gospel, stop judging people and be Jesus to the least of these, the church would be such a revolutionary force that no one could say one bad word about it. And finally, how Christians feel about other Christians. If the church would unify and drop our differences, the world would be a totally different place. Oh, and there's one more that's really interesting. The way worship has become a brand. Mm. Mm. Wow. Thomas Withor, um, is, is that a boy or a girl? <laughs> I believe it is a human. Does well, that... I can't imagine a girl named Tormis. Tormis. T-A-W-M-I-S. That could be manly. T-A-W-M-I-S. Thomas. Thomas. It could, Maybe it's mean, a weird spelling for Thomas. But it could also Thomas. be Tormis. Like it could be feminine. Thomas. <laughs> so let's just go with, let's I just think, keep I, the name. It's Thomas, and I think it's a, it's a guy. Named Thomas, unless it's a very strange girl. <laughs> Maybe um, it's just a girl with a strange name. Maybe yeah, she's not strange. No, if you have a strange wrong. name, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You turn out weird. <laughs> <laughs> My name means gray. And you're kind of bland. Yeah. Did, you, did you guys see Juno? You're lukewarm. Jesus would spit you out of his mouth. Did oh. you guys see Juno? Yes. They made reference to that. He's like, oh, just because she doesn't have a cool name like Juno, you're not, she's not going to grow up to be a hip little uh, indie kid. You know? Right. It is. I wonder if it is self-fulfilling. Yeah, it is. Thomas has kind of sent in saying that there is um, – that 
there's a fear of a, of a pendulum swing within the church. Um, are we going to go from an overemphasis on theology to an overfocus on works? Let's not forget that all our righteous deeds are filthy rags before God. Uh, there are many people out there that recycle, drive a hybrid car, volunteer at rehab centers, but have devastating relationships. Um, and then it kind of progresses to say that um, there are some that are primarily called to minister more to those in the body of Christ and those that out, those to minister outside the church. Um, it says there are also those obviously called to ministry in the ch- church body and not inside. I'm afraid that people start to feel shame because they're not serving hot chocolate downtown on a Friday. Instead, they're practicing with the worship band or something. Oh, this is an interesting, uh, interesting perspective from Cal Busman. He's kind of talking about how a lot of people go out and try and plant new churches and you know start new works based on kind of uh, new streams of theology. He says, I'm convinced that one of the most pressing needs in today's culture and with current established mainline churches of all denominations is to help them rediscover Christ's plan for the local church. To do this, we have to help older churches to cast a new vision of how to accomplish the teachings of Christ reconnect with the community and world around them, and to help these churches redefine and restructure so they can become relevant, rather than let them die a slow, agonizing death like we have in the past. This one's from Brian. Brian starts off by talking about how his major concern is that too many times we we don't play, pay close enough attention to and put enough emphasis on the actual Bible and the Word of God and, and the Gospel itself. And he said, and that's my fear. We have, we have a church that is literally, in the name of preaching the Bible, thrown out the gospel. But this is the very foundation of our faith. This is what we build our walk on. It, and it's very subtle. It's kind of like if you're on a boat heading from one place to another. And if you're only off one degree, you don't notice it. But once you start getting 20 miles down, uh, down the ocean, all of a sudden you realize that how far you are, how far you are from your original goal. And this is how many people are in Christianity. They, they start in the gospel. It's fresh, it's alive, it's vibrant. But they are a degree off. And over time, 5, t- 10, 15 years down the road, they find themselves dissatisfied and dispassionate. Well, I like that analogy. I just got a, a, a Facebook uh, event Im- invitation, all caps, all of my things were stolen, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> that's the group name? No, that's the event name. All of my <laughs> things were stolen. I guess she wants people to get together and give her stuff. It's a bit sad. <laughs> a bit depressing. There is a... Sadly funny. Obviously not her computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, let me say this. I was at the library this week voting. Mm. I That place is a land of wonderment and cheer. They had... You walk in, a wall full of free DVDs, all the, mm-hmm. all the latest... I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah, Sopranos, yeah. and a wall of music. I mean, the new Radiohead, the, all the all the stuff you'd want. And and I'm thinking, you take that home for free, you mm-hmm. put it in your iTunes, and you bring it back. What the heck? Yeah, Aww. lots of people do that. Anyway, That's stealing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And then <laughs> oh, they got, so all, these, they got all these books things, <laughs> and then they had a, whole, a sea of computers with free internet. You know. Can I tell you what else they have in most libraries, which is where I spent most of my childhood? The comics. They have uh, a lot of comics. They have thin comics, and they also have the graphic novels. Yeah. So you can kind of really... Yeah. I rather than spending say, yeah. money. I mean, I, I like the comics I have that I've collected, but also it's nice just to kind of... Yeah. And then they had like all the... You know, just this nice lounge area with all these magazines. There's just a bunch of nice gentlemen sitting there perusing the paper, reading the latest magazines. The pipe? 
I, it wasn't creepy. You know, I, I remembered the library from being a child. Like I was in there because I had to do a report. I, I would go hang out. I mean, this is yeah. a great place. Yeah. And they've free got free internet. I'm saying that they've got a coffee bar internet. downstairs. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she, uh, maybe she got her computer stolen. She was at the library. Yeah. Well, she still got a library card. Then she still got something. <laughs> yeah, that didn't get stolen. All I'm saying there's holes in her little. <laughs> everything. Their story doesn't uh, add up. Yeah. And you know, Elsa, I'm not going then. <laughs> ignore. If she started an event and she's got people coming. No, she hasn't had stolen. Her friendship. friendship. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe she just maybe Warm. she just chillax for a minute, yeah. but you know before she's throwing a big party for herself, a pity party, and an actual party apparently, because she's not getting one thing from me, sister. You're not on Facebook, Jesse. For this very reason, I don't want to be solicited by people who, unfortunately, she was the victim of some sort of robbery, uh, the, according to her party name. I did not rob her. I'm not responsible to give her things. <laughs> Wow. Nice. I don't understand um, being poked by people. Yeah, I don't understand that either. It seems a little disturbing. I'm going to yeah. remove these pokes. The thing is, it's neither a message or a, like a notification I mean, or something. It's, if it's a guy and girl thing, it's kind of a flirt. I could get that. But why are guys... Even then, if a, girl, like, if a girl was like, uh, you know, this girl's poked you, I'd be like, okay, why don't you just say oh, hello? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little I don't odd. Like it. It's now a there's little like odd. All these apps and and you know. Although there is a cool new one. Li- little plug for um, a new new game that's been added to Facebook. Yeah, just a lot search of Rack Pat. Oh, my favorite. Pat Rack. My oh, favorite. Yeah, rat, uh, Pat Rack. Rat. My, pack Rack. Pack Rat. That's the one. My yeah. favorite is Oregon really Trail. I play a lot of Oregon Trail. <laughs> if I, I, they told me that I paid the guide and I forged the river every time, and I my kids died two weeks later of malaria. <laughs> I so, don't think you can really blame the guide for that. Well, I took some bad advice somewhere down the trail. <laughs> <laughs> the whole family's dying off. I think off. the advice was, why don't you move to Oregon? <laughs> yeah. We did get um, one kind of uh, non-church-related feedback email here. This is um, from Ryan from West Monroe and just saying, just want to let you guys know that I used to play the bass clarinet in high school. In fact, I was the first chair all district three straight years. Wow. <laughs> I'm very guy. offended. What's your he doing treat- now? Well, I don't, uh, we don't want to know. Uh, I'm very offended for your treatment to the not even the regular clarinet players. I will never be listening to the podcast again. I'm cancelling my subscription to the mag, as Chicken you call Indian. it. And uh, I have to put up with a lot of your jabs, much like the whale shark. But this is over the top. And then in brackets down the bottom, he says, By the way, to all the Canadian listeners, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, Thanks yeah. and keep up the good work. They don't understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what no. being sarcastic is. No, no. it doesn't translate. Really? See, <laughs> I, I know. Well done, sir. I've known for a long time that the bass uh, clarinet playing so- members of society are some of the most good, good-humored people out there. Bless yeah. them. Yeah. You know you they have can to take be. a joke. Yeah, they, yeah, they have to be. Yeah, they, learned, they have to be because they're kind of the whale sharks of our yeah, society. They learned early on that either I laugh this off or I have a long, miserable life. And they've learned to take a joke, so good for him. Yeah. Well, we ha- I have – do we want to do one more series? Okay. Yeah, we moved on. I, I do want to say we did get a couple emails um, – Apparently, uh, author Brian McLaren is a controversial figure. What? <laughs> I, I Although, if you listen to what he talked about on the podcast, I thought it was interesting and compelling. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see what the big hubbub was about. Um, but a couple of uh, people wrote in concerned because they said, you know, it seems like lately we've been going, you know, 
emergent or we've been leaning more liberal in our theology and the magazine and the website and 850 and that kind of stuff podcast. And, you know, I, I get, I want to just quickly address that, that that's not the case. I mean, we, our vantage point is we are looking at what's going on in our generation and, and, and the voices that are emerging and the messages that are being talked about and resonating. And we, it's our job to give a platform to those voices. Now, if they, if you agree with them, great. If they help form your worldview, great. If they support what you feel, great. If they challenge you or you disagree, even better. Yeah. And so and they're newsworthy nonetheless. Right. Mm. So, you know, on one side, we were running John Piper in the magazine. And on the other side, we talked to Brian McLaren on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. In the new issue, we have a thing on the burn movement, which is kind of an outgrowth of like the call, which is a completely different realm. So, I mean, like there's no... There's no like leaning one way or the other here. In fact, we we try very hard to strike a very even even balance in right. in our exposure. Now, I guess if you disagree with a certain stream, that stands out to you. And yeah. maybe you don't notice the stuff you would agree with as much as you notice stuff you don't agree with. But please know that our heart is not one way or the other. We feel that there's a lot of interesting stuff being talked about on all sides and nobody has uh exclusive rights to the truth. And that there's good things being said on all sides of the spectrum here, and you know let's let's see let's let's look objectively at what's yeah. being said in our generation. Yeah. So all the that's news that's fit to print—that's well, our motto. Well, and I, I think part of it is like you were saying that people when when they read something that it doesn't it doesn't spur them to get angry or to disagree, or even when they see a name they they disagree with. Um, that they don't disagree with, then obviously they're not going to be compelled to you know write in or get all mad. Right. It's only the people that they don't happen to agree with on every issue. And one of the problems that that I have, and I, you know maybe I, I'm even guilty of it too. Maybe not necessarily with with authors and writers, but with political figures. If I don't if I don't agree with something they may have said in the past, I have a tendency to write off everything right. that they say now, and that's I don't think that's right. Because, you know, it's just, it's just like the whole thing of like this past interview, I felt like Brian McLaren was saying some really great things that and, – and was – and avoided any – you know, he even addressed that. You know, there's some things that I said that a lot of people might have theological differences with me. I That's okay. You know, people can disagree and have different ideas about theology. But there are some very important issues about the role of the church and that, that have direct consequences on people that are suffering that if you're going to write me off because uh, we disagree on theology, then, you know, you've kind of missed the point. And something that's also you got to keep in mind as as what God's doing in our generation is evolving. What's kind of the message today and what's happening today is very different than what was five five years ago. When we had Don Miller on the podcast uh, last year, he talked about the fact that when he goes back and reads Blue Like Jazz, he cringes because he's like, I disagree with some of the things I said in the book. You know where where I'm at now. And so, like you point out, there may be speakers or authors that. You know, in the past, you've strongly disagreed with, but that doesn't mean that maybe what they're saying today isn't worth looking at. And I'm not talking about just on the Brian McLaren, Don Miller side. We got more flack running an article by John Piper on relativism in the January issue than anything we've run on the other side. Are there more people writing in going, like, how dare you be so closed-minded and not give voice to the other side of things? Now, you do a podcast interview with Brian McLaren, and we're getting emails, how dare you we're get so liberal. we right. yeah. yeah, and so here you are. You can't, you can't win either way, but we're going to keep towing the line and, and, and not be closed-minded, not, write, not walk forward with blinders on. 
but look to our left and our right and forward and back and say, you know, what is God doing and saying today and what is challenging us to move forward in our faith? So, yeah, I think you just, with all things like writing, writing especially, but also like if someone's writing from a theological standpoint, something that that they'll be doing is that will be based upon their, their relationship with God. And, you know, one year for another, our relationship with God is different. So, you know, the way that you view something, even if you're looking at it from a, from a textbook, from a theological kind of standpoint, your emotions are still included in that. And a year later, if you're in a different, like, emotional place with your relationship with God, that's going to change. Like, I mean, authors have done that, like, within the kind of Christian realm for years. Well, like, their books have been completely different the next year. That's why we have discernment. You know, yeah. you eat the meat, spit out the bones, and, and let's... Let's move forward. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you're and, gonna swallow a few spiders. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's you know it's it's nothing new. Ever since there was a gospel, there. I mean, you look at you look at Paul and Peter. You know, one one of them wrote almost the entire New Testament, and the other one is the father of the church. If these two guys butted heads, and the Bible it doesn't it doesn't talk about this in in a good light. It said that they disagreed and went yeah. their separate ways. I mean, if you if you think about all the the two the great things those two guys had done without each other's help. If they could have could have seen past their differences, all the other great things that could have happened. I mean, an example of early on, both these people were brilliant. You know, both these people obviously were very in tune with with the with the theology that existed at the time and the relationship with God. And even they disagreed. And I think I think that's a good example of like God saying, "Look, both both these guys." had a pretty good head on their shoulders. It doesn't mean that disagreements are wrong. No. You know? Looking at the feedback that we got for this question about the church, it seemed to fall into two kind of polar opposite sides. One is that you know, the American church or modern church is so flawed, we've got to get back to what Jesus intended it to be, and that's basically blow the thing up. And then on the other side of it, it was, we need to, we need to quit criticizing the church. It's the bride of Christ in, you know, basically leave it alone and, and you know i mean that's like the extremes of the two viewpoints mm -hmm. but you know maybe putting blinders on and just standing your ground is is not right at all maybe we should all consider other viewpoints yeah. so all right well that was uh good feedback folks thanks for yeah. for running that stuff in thought provoking i have um i have some uh, relevant updates to disperse we've already mentioned the party march 8th 6 to question mark Mm-hmm. Elephants. Uh, also, uh, we just sent last week, the reason why we missed the podcast was we were sending our five-year anniversary issue to the printer. Biggest issue ever. It's um, very phenomenal. And if you don't subscribe to the magazine, I, I, would, I would say this would be a good time to start so you can get this one. Um, the cover is... Do we want to give it away? Not yet. The cover yeah. is, is uh, not to be revealed quite yeah. yet. Um, but let me just say this. If you, if you enjoy the podcast and you like this coming to you every three times a month, um, support the magazine. And we'd really appreciate it if you went over to relevantmagazine.com, clicked on the subscribe page, signed up for one or two years. Uh, the cool thing right now is you can get a digital CD right away. Um, every, every two months we're doing a new digital sampler, some of the best new music, independent artists, label artists. Uh, some live music. It's amazing. It's an amazing collection of songs. It's uh, 15 tracks. Hey, if you went to iTunes, that'd be 15 bucks, right? That's right. And it's only $12. You get a year to Relevant. You get the CD right away and put it right into your iTunes for only 12 bucks. So basically, you're getting... Consider it you're buying a CD 
And you're getting the magazine for A great free. magazine. Yeah, and uh, this isn't an official relevant thing. This is just me saying this. But if you if you go over, you head over to the subscribe page, you go ahead and s- subscribe. I'm going to say it for two years, okay? I'm up in the A. If you subscribe for two years, I'll let you ride the elephant for free. <laughs> we, we call him the relephant. The, uh, the asterisk on that is you have to come. And you have to bring an elephant. Yeah. And if there is an elephant there, you, are, yeah. you must yeah. provide one. Elephant may or may not be provided. But if there is one, free ride. Free ride. That's but not have, for everyone. You have to bring your That's your, for two-year uh, subscribers. And yeah. fill out um, about 10 minutes worth of paperwork. Yeah, there's a lot of release it. forms. Yeah, there, you need proof of identification and emergency contact actually on hand. Yeah, and 18 and up, please, yeah. on the elephant rides. Uh, last update is um, we don't talk about it a lot, but... If you haven't been over to relevantstore.com lately, it is amazing what we have over there. It's, you know, a couple of years ago, it was a lot of relevant books and kind of some limited hand selected other stuff that we liked. Now it is one of the best spots for you to find it's indi- amazing. Yeah, independent it's music, art, literally art, um, apparel. Uh, you can fair trade coffee, the buy shoes, save live shoes are over there. There's a ton of stuff. All the organizations that we found are independent. Many of them, uh, proceeds are going back to social justice causes. It's all fair trade. I mean, it's amazing stuff. Uh, RelevantStore.com. Every week, there's a sale going on. And uh, we wanted to draw your attention to this one in particular. Starting Monday, February 4th, uh, Relevant Store is going to be featuring its Valentine's Day gift guide. Now, these are like kind of socially conscious, cool, independent uh, gifts. Valentine's Day gift guide highlighting unique handpicked gift ideas for that someone special in your life. Free shipping on orders over $35 will only be available until February 10th. So take advantage of this yeah. limited time offer. And if you're single, just head on over there and look all, at all that stuff and just weep. Just cry <laughs> your eyes out that you have no one to give that to. But you know what? Treat yourself. All right. Now let me tell you something else. Now this is for <laughs> the right. early adopters. Okay. Now this is assuming that I get the podcast out on time on Friday. For you dedicated listeners who are listening to this before Monday, before Monday the 4th, if you head over to RelevantStore.com before Monday, this weekend, the 2nd and 3rd, is the final days of the winter clearance sale. So there's a couple of last-minute markdowns, and then we remove those items from the store for all time. They go back into the Disney vault. Back in the Disney vault. (laughs) (laughs) With the Aristocats. And uh, you can catch that. But starting Monday, an all-new sale uh, Valentine's Day gift guide. So check that out. Editorial question of the week. Okay, before we uh, sign off, we need to be sure to ask this week's editorial question of the week. I think last week we asked enough substance to last us a good while. You have a good hearty meal. You gotta you gotta start eating salads again mm-hmm. to to offset it. Well, more like funnions. This yeah. is a funnions level question. So you know, earlier we were talking about uh, Justin Mine's favorite new channel. True, True TV, TV, formerly Court TV, but now it's True TV. It's not reality; it's actuality. That's right. And but they do have some sweet court shows like Court of Disorder, where people go crazy <laughs> in court. It's but, not so but, much a like a, a legal procedural. No, you no, know. no. we don't have any court idea. shows back then. I think nuts. it's because we like to think that the law is serious. Yeah, and it's not here. And plus, your barristers wear powdered wigs and whatnot, and that There's it just doesn't make that. good for for good drama. Like, yeah. That makes them look like that. There's something makes to them be look like to. in the Hall of Presidents at Disney yeah. World. Yeah. Um, Slightly <laughs> less animated. <I> think. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you know they've got the Extreme Police Chases Volume Three. They've got World World's Most Dangerous. It's like the Family Guy. 
<laughs> yeah, when, when animals attack fat kids, isn't it? No, no, it's like fast animals, slow, slow children. children. Oh, and it shows yeah. like this kid. Oh, I got honey all oh, over my man, knees. I got honey on my knees. And it shows this like <laughs> tiger. Uma. Yeah, like right. <laughs> so we want to know, uh, you know, since they have a couple of nights that they can't fill and they put the forensic files and stuff on there, we want to pitch some ideas to True TV on how to round out their broadcast schedule. So we need your help with this. We want to know. Your best ideas for actuality shows yes. for true TV. For example, earlier we were talking about... When elephants steal cars. Right. Yeah. When elephants steal cars. Or when... When hooligans attack ducks. I want, a, I want one that's like mountain climbers and fireworks. A recipe for disaster. <laughs> there has to be something about crematoriums. You know, <laughs> when the church sets ablaze. <laughs> Most extreme church... Burnings. When clowns go crazy. <laughs> One of my favorites was on The Simpsons when buildings collapse. It's like man has always loved his buildings, but what happens when the buildings say no more? <laughs> All right, so that's what we need. We need. We need. We need the name of the show. We need the tagline, and we really need some sort of show poster and footage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you can guess footage, more power to you. Yeah. No, we need some sort of you know thing. We gotta visually pitch it to them. Yeah. Thank you, by the way, for all the whale shark uh, drawings. That and was whatnot. unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So many. The the relevant po- dedicated relevant podcast listeners Facebook group has posted a gallery of all the uh, whale uh, shark tons photos. of whale shark pictures. Really funny. And he always looks pathetic. Really, really funny. Mm, I did enjoy that. I listen when listening to the the one I wasn't on. When I say stuff like the ones I'm not on, can you cue the sad music from the Hulk? <laughs> I'd like that to be my theme music, actually. The sad, my theme music is the sad music from the Hulk. The sad walking away. Uh, I, did, I, did, I did hear that, and I thought that was extremely funny. So did other people. People on the boards have said that that was hilarious. See, and, and people have also drawn the correlation of funniest episode ever. No Lloyd. I know. So have I. Sad Hulk music. I looked at the message boards and someone was like, that has to be the funniest one ever. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I started, you know, I had a similar expression. And, <laughs> see? That's it. That's what I need. Theme music. All right. So write in to editorial at irrelevantmagazine.com or feedback at irrelevantmagazine.com. If, if you also want to include uh, what you think is wrong with the church, you can go ahead and do that too. Yeah, but really we want actuality. Yeah, not reality. Yeah. Well, many thanks to Mike Dunn for coming through. Again, you can check him and his band out uh, at iTunes or on their MySpace page, Mike Dunn and the Kings of New England. Next week, make sure to tune in for a special uh, live performance as well. Um, we have several people coming through, so we're not sure which ones are going to make it on. Um, and, and I'm going to be traveling uh, to Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places, on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And uh, so hopefully I'll be able to get the podcast up because I have to do post-production on a plane. So <laughs> it may be a short one. Post-production on a plane. Like, that sounds like a good yeah. movie. That sounds like a thriller. Let's get Sam Jackson in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got post-production on a plane. <laughs> Wait, what We've got Garage that? Band here, people. <laughs> garage Band. It's more serious than Logic Pro. We've got Garage Band. 
I wonder if it's a sound garage band. Garage band Pro Tools produced produced episode forty five hundred feet or whatever. Yeah. It'll be a special that's a really episode. low flying plane. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be crop dusting. Yeah, I really hope it doesn't run into any like mountains. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we don't go near. Colorado. I was just talking sea level, Adam. I was talking about how above the land it would obviously compensate. for Once mountains. again, that's really low. <laughs> he's he's hey, trying to say he's gonna maintain a forty five hundred foot distance above any. Terrain. Exactly. Under like the, if there's a mountain, hey, he'll go 4,500 Once again, above it. very, very low. It's under the radar, friend. <laughs> I'm flying there on the Concorde or the Stealth Bomber. Hey, last time I checked, this was podcast on a plane, a thriller, right? <laughs> We're flying under the radar here, dude. This Broken arrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have stolen this plane. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Adam will own a boring movie. He's <laughs> coming close to mountains. Uh, he, wanted, he wanted it to be period drama. <laughs> okay, on that note, we will wrap up this week's edition of the podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Am Smith. I am a five star dragon slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I am Lloyd Kinsley. We'll see you next week. I like the first. Oh, I got honey all over my knees. I got honey on my knees.